Hello there. Hello there. And welcome to the latest Sift Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm joined this evening by my co-host, Colm Brown. Bonjour. And myself, back from the dead, Mr. Will Pinter. Ooh. Ooh. He's back. <laughs> Beware. This episode, we're just going to talk about a quick roundup of the XTC. Congratulations to Team Spain for winning. Team Germany, second. Netherlands, Poland, England, and then all the rest behind somewhere after that. <laughs> you strategically stopped before you have to mention the USA there. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Marcel, if you're listening, well done, mate. But yeah, you, you come over to dominate and didn't. <laughs> no, it, it was a good showing by everyone. And it was, a, it was really good, really good to watch. All the people casting it as well. It was a great event. And we will do an episode on Wednesday uh, with Bob and Tim talking about their experiences at Euros and their experiences at the XTC. Did you enjoy the event, Colm? As much it? as I could. Unfortunately, you know, it's the weekend that it was, being a bank holiday, I was a bit occupied. But like the games I saw, I would definitely enjoyed watching Tim on stream. It was a good, you know, everyone in the group chat cheering him on. It's always good when stuff like that happens. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I enjoyed watching like the the stream Gold Squadron uh, with Dion streaming for the XTC. Really enjoyed watching their matches. Um, some great matches on there. And then, like you say, Euros. Really enjoyed watching that. Um, so with Euros, congratulations to Kai Krupa. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Don't ask me. Kai Krupp. <laughs> Kai Krupp. Yeah. C-R-U-P-P. Oh, yeah. yeah. So congratulations to Kai Krupp on winning Euros and commiserations to Ashok Hemmings, good mate of mine, um, on coming second place. Flew really well. He's watched most of his games as well. Um, unfortunately, you know, come to the final and that's X-Wing, you know. Some really good games all weekend long. It's been a great week for X-Wing. Watching all these streams has been brilliant. I had like literally two or three going on, one on my laptop, one on my phone, and one on the telly all at the same time. <laughs> the X-Wing command centre. Yeah. I had to literally get some new Twitch accounts and start start putting things in different places. Um, so <laughs> great watching like like two or three of my friends on the, on the streams at the same time was just mental. It was just going. I started like jumping between two games i'm like i'm thinking one game's going on something's going on and it's not it was the other game it yeah. started flying my head but yeah so to list Colm, the the winning list have you got it in front of you i do indeed it's a familiar list it's the one that came second at gen con i believe yeah it is uh yeah jenden with jamming beam two generic inquisitors with fcs and concussion missiles and the grand inquisitor with fcs concussion missiles and sense it's a it's a solid list, I think. So, what it's got going for it really is just a lot of pos- passive mods. So the Inquisitors, you know, you can with Jenden take your uh, target lock on turn one and whatever you want to kill first. You can roll up and take an evade. So then you've got you're re-rolling a dice. You can mod your dice with your force, and then you've got uh, uh, the evade token as well. So you're very survivable. And then you can follow that up with stuff like K turns over the top, where you still get a. Uh, you know, your FCS reroll and a, and a focus mod. Yeah. Uh, and you've got sense in there and the Grand Inquisitor to help block stuff up. It's yeah. a very strong list. I, I'm a big fan. As you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of Imperials, but 
and it's not just because they're strong at the moment because uh, I've never flown Imperials even when Pal Paces with but I'm just liking the way they play at the moment the, the whole Imperial thing is they're getting some really good interactions between some of their ships now and it's 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 good to see I'm, I'm finding sense across the board as well is becoming a really good upgrade to have I'm seeing that on a lot of different ships and a lot of different builds especially some of the builds in the cut as well where sense is really helping people yeah so i think one argument for that is just like you know you can see where your opponent's going so in a way rather than having to bid massively down to whatever people like sometimes 185 even lower you just pay six points instead and sense helps you you kind of get the same benefit but for significantly cheaper yeah i mean Um, granted it is only giving you one dial but still you know like you said, it's helping massively. Uh, some of the Jedi lists that I've seen, or the Republic lists, well, they pretty much were Jedi lists, let's be honest, yeah. uh, are using sense to great benefit. And it's showing with so many Republic lists in the cut. Definitely. So, and it's something we said when they first came out, you know, now of a sudden there's so many more kind of cheap ships with four slots that you can, you're going to start seeing sense pop up. And, then we're, and there's been a small price reduction in as well since we said that. So, yeah. Makes I, sense. I called it. I'm just saying. I called it on the podcast. <laughs> Find um, a timestamp or I don't believe you. Okay. <laughs> but the runners-up list, Ashok's list, proving that he probably is definitely the best Hemmings at X-wing nowadays. Uh, sorry, OJ. Sorry, OJ. <laughs> <laughs> They're both my mates as well. It's really hard. So Anakin. With R2 Astromech and seven uh, Delta 7B, uh, Obi Wan with Sense, R2 Astromech, Delta 7B, and then Gold Squadron Trooper on its own. What do you think of that list, Colm? It's very solid. I didn't get to see any of Ashok playing it except for in the final, right. where he had Anakin was the first ship to go down, which I'm sure isn't something that he wanted. You know, he wants to keep him alive into the late game where he's just unkillable, regenning um, I6 Ace. But it seems very solid. You know, you've got Obi-Wan to spend force to give focus tokens around, sense to set up the Gold Squadron Trooper to be a blocker. They've both got regen. Yeah, it's just solid Jedi list. Well, both the lists in the final, incidentally, finished 6-0 and uh, at the end of Swiss. So, you know, they, they played, both played solidly all weekend. Mm-hmm. I actually saw four think of Ashok's games three or four yeah, pretty, yeah four I was messaging him after every one <laughs> cheering him on but uh, he flew it really well um, I heard talk after the stream on First Earth after the final people talking about spare parts canisters Ashok is thinking about that but he didn't feel like it was a major thing that he should have took from what I heard and he, he was just saying look you know it's one of them maybe maybe it would have helped me maybe it wouldn't but he, he didn't feel like he was missing it do you think spare parts would go better in that list i mean you can fit in a copy on each jedi mm-hmm. so uh, and it's strong you know from like one from getting an extra regen so an extra shield but also the control aspect that comes with it you know if you can use sense to see where a ship is and then use fine-tuned controls to get in the right place to drop your debris on someone it's a uh, it's potentially very strong but then he's up at 198 i don't really know because he's got sense but at the same you know we said sense kind of replaces a big bid but bid is important for other things such as getting target locks 
which you know maybe get you ahead in the um in the jedi race and that's actually really relevant to spare parts as well because of the uh you want them to be locking you first and then you action to discard their locks whereas if you're moving first say at 198 points if he puts in two spare parts he can't do that so maybe that's a, a part of the thought process well and it seems good either way to be honest it, it does. I mean, and like I, I did hear him say, you know, I, I preferred having the bid this weekend. Yeah. And to be fair, having gone six and zero in Swiss and then made it to the final, you know, it would perceive that he, he wasn't really missing it. Uh, you know, I know it's. It, I suppose it depends on how you fly and how you want to play the list. Yeah, definitely. I think it's that's the kind of like fine grain analysis that really comes down to it player-by-player difference rather than there being an absolute best. Yeah. Well, congratulations to them both uh, for making the final in the first place and doing 6-0. and Is there any other lists that have stuck out to you, Cole, from the top 32? Sure. So, uh, finishing in fourth, uh, Jacob Sidlecki. Uh, yeah. Murdering that, I apologise. He has got four calibrated laser targeting Aether Sprites three with predictive shot and one with sense which i found very interesting i would have assumed that that list would just lack the offensive output um but apparently not like he went six and oh to to get into cut and then made it all the way to fourth place um, no, and was... he only made it to top 32 oh you... sorry he did yeah he was four, so right, he's so. fourth in the rankings for swiss so the rankings on List Fortress is what we are looking at, folks. And if you look down the rankings, they go one all the way down, and that's the Swiss rankings. Yeah. But yeah, it, it is interesting to see that list, you know, do so well. Yeah. It's cool. Like, there's lots of tricks in there. You know, you've got Sacy for changing your dial after Sense reveals what's happening, Luminara for defense on your three-dial ships, Obi-Wan for extra defense. So there's a lot of tricks. I just assumed it wouldn't be able to do the damage, but here we are. I, yeah, it's a great. I, I did enjoy seeing Four Jedi. I've seen it pop up once or twice in. Well, it's all loads of different ones. Some are taking like the two generics as well. There's there's loads. Of, there's a few different variations. To me, you know, I, I mean, looking down the list. I mean, I'll be honest with you. We're, we're looking at an AC meta at the moment, aren't we? Uh, yeah, ultimately. Sure. You know, there was a bit of Rebel beef still in. Uh, Still uh, showing its face in the cut. Braylon Strom, 10, Cassian, and then a lot of people choosing to take Arvel. You know, a bit of a downgrade from Wedge, but yeah, still good. It is. Well, it's, it's making top 32 at Euros, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's, still, it's clear that you know people are still sticking to that archetype, what they were used to from pre-points change. And I think that's what, I think that's what we're seeing there. People are used to the ships. They're used to how they play. So, just taking out Wedge and putting Arvel in. Do you reckon that's what it is? Yeah, and like that, just the core kind of solid combination of Braille and Ten Cassian, right? It's just like it's that that's as strong as it always was. It's still hard to engage. Leia's still there, so you can kind of you know you come in to get engaged, and Leia just you know you set up that firing platform, and it's hard to deal with. So. Still solid. I expect we may see more of that list start popping up, really. Yeah, definitely. One thing that highlighted to me uh, throughout the last two or three weeks that have not been on, I have been keeping an eye on the scene, though, is Finn. I do not want to face Finn on the table. 
every game I've seen, Finn is a big deal. So everyone keeps telling me. But yeah, he seems to be a massive problem for a really, really cheap ship. No, yeah, he seems super solid for 29 points. It is interesting in a lot of the bills that are doing best with him. He, um, it's just keeping it cheap, Finn and Heroic. Mm. I mean, people are going up and maybe putting Pattern Analyzer Perceptive Co-Pilot on there as well to make him a lot more expensive. But he's just, yeah, he's just solid for 29 points. There's not really much else to say. In terms of raw efficiency, he's, uh, he's just super good. I'm not that convinced that he's like broken or anything like that because his dial is crap. Like you can just leave him behind if he's just got heroic on whenever he K turns to try and be in the fight, you just kill him. It just seems to be really hard to kill. Um, every game that I've seen, people are shooting at him and shooting at him, even with locks, and he's just not dying. Or half the time, not even taking damage. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I think I think he's definitely a ship to watch. Um, para, uh, another list. Old Para. Ketsu, Fearless, Fall On with the caster title, Terok, Cartel Spacer with an Iron Cannon and a Jakku Gunrunner. Super cool. I really like this list. It's kind of a scum control going on. You know, he's got Terok for stripping tokens, two ways to tractor people, Ion Cannons for shutting stuff down. It's just really great, I think. Like, it definitely feels like it would be strong against Aces with stuff like Forlom and getting the tractor beams on, old Terok for stripping tokens i think it's yeah, it's a very clever list and like well prepped for the meta yeah it does seem that way definitely when the other one came in with talonbane terok and Ketsu as well that seemed to be tailored for the meta then as well so it, it, this these lists seem to be popping up that are just tailored for the meta and it, it is quite good to see them making cut as well so that it's obvious that they've still got game against everything else that's that's playing around as well. Um, let's see. Anything else, really, that stands out? Uh, so there is one list. I can't remember. Where did it finish? Uh, it's not in the top 32. He made it into cut at uh, 41st was Thomas Strassmeyer, who flew three cartel marauders, Seavor with Crackshot, and Mux with Moldy Crow, uh, Torkoal Mux. So this is just a great jousting list. I think it did well at Gen Con as well. Uh, that's yeah. where it first showed up. And it's just, you know, Torkoal rolls up, makes something initiative zero, and then you strip tokens with Seavor's ability, and then you kill it. It's just a solid, solid joust list. And it's quite a, it's quite cool, I think. Mm-hmm. Big fan of that. Uh, we've seen a bit of, bit of Rack Whisper, a, a lot of mixture of different Imperial lists cutting around. Obviously, Dale Cromwell's up there in the top eight with one of his... There's quite a few imperialists cutting around. One you mentioned to me before, Cole, was the Omicron group pilot with Palp on board and two Delta Squadron pilots defenders. That is uh, with H HLC. Um, I was quite surprised to see that there. If I'm honest with you, up in the top 32. Yeah, I mean it's interesting, isn't it? Because back in back in 1.0, defenders knocked aces away so it was like we had a palp aces were the best and then palp defenders beat palp aces because they can just keep k turning and they can keep arc on the aces whereas the aces have to disengage because uh, they can't just keep turning in without being an arc and not getting return fire so they were good so maybe that is still true 
I mean, they're a lot squishier relative to how they were then with how Palp works now and their I1 and so forth. But I don't know. It's like they're still getting in focus of aid, potentially rolling four dice if you can line it up. Seems solid enough. Yeah. It's just surprising to see because obviously they're, they're all low PS as well. You know, there's, yeah. nothing, there's nothing high PS about any of them. But for defenders, in a way, you, that's not that bad because you know if your K turn is going to fit or not. Yeah. But they're not predictable? Yes. But I, it's the question with defenders. Like, they're going to 4K. I know they're going to 4K for sure. But that's still just such a good move to be able to do that and still have actions that it doesn't matter that I know they're going to do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so with I that. Think there's a, yeah, there's a lot more I think we're going to delve into in uh, future days. There's just so much to unpick from Euros. Yeah, there there is. And it's getting getting all the information. I mean, obviously all the lists aren't on this fortress yet. You know, there's a few people's lists that are missing. People like, well, like quite decent players as well. People like Timo Rab, his list isn't on there. So I, can't, I don't know what he was flying. You know, so, you know, there's going to be a lot to be taken from this event, I think. Especially when people come back and talk about the event as well, like Bob and Tim are going to talk on Wednesday. I think getting their feedback, not just on what was in the top 32, on generally their feel for the whole the whole European meta at the minute and what, what they've seen that's good and things. One, I will mention, not up to now, I'm not in the top 32, um, seen a list on List Fortress within CIS or the First Order faction. What do you make of that? <laughs> uh, surprising. I, I would have expected at least one CIS swarm to uh, to make it in there. I know Rob Ram was very close. You know, it's probably a, a case of a few bits of dice variants went his way rather than against him. I'm sure he'd have been in there. Um, so, yeah, CIS, you know, I would have expected them to be in there. Although they were quite underrepresented under numbers-wise. They were the least played faction by a fairly large margin on both days and then first order i don't really know you know it's just they're just not really having the tools i mean they've done well in other places but that's what i mean i thought they were making their comeback but like who knows maybe this is the standout like data variance where it's just a bit of a one-off or maybe those were it's hard to say really mm. Like I'm sure it's like it, you can get aces in first order if someone happened to like flying Kylo and was good with aces. I'm sure they could do well, but maybe he just kind of pales in comparison to to the Republic. If you want to fly that kind of list, fly Republic. Yeah, yeah, very true. Okay then, so that was like a quick roundup. Uh, like I said, congratulations to the winners of both the XTC and uh, of Euros and everyone who took part. From what all the feedback I've got, it was an excellent event. Uh, well done to Ollie Pocknell and the FFG team for uh, respectively both for sorting out them events. I believe Ollie Pocknell was the one sorting out XTC. Uh, he was heavily involved. I, I assume there was a, a few people. Yeah, um, yeah and uh, I'm hoping to take part next year. Uh, I know you're thinking about it as well, Colm. Oh, mate, I was so good I wasn't there this year. I really wanted to go, but work just said no. So next year for sure, wherever it is, I'll be there. (laughs) I'm hoping so too. Um, So (laughs) although the country might 
surprise people that I want to play for. <laughs> so Bulgaria, <laughs> not a chance. So uh, all it is to say is goodbye from Colm. Goodbye. And au revoir from me. Until uh, the next time on the Sift Taker Snapshots podcast. Goodbye. Girl, we need some, girl, we need some action. If we're gonna make it like a true survivor, we need some action.